say to you how much I appreciate you and how thankful I am for you and all that you've done. In fact, how many of you are thankful to God for something very specific and real in your life today? You're just thankful. This is our, what I call our Thanksgiving Sunday. And in fact, uh, before I start, Beverly, you've got the microphone there. Uh, I want three or four people. Uh, now, if you're a preacher, don't preach, but just I want you to say, I'm so thankful for and this give us something you're thankful for so Beverly you play like Phil Donahue for just a moment and just walk around if you would like to just share something you're thankful for lift your hand quickly and Beverly's going to run through That's the right. crowd and get your get your thanksgiving amen this morning I'm really thankful for this church I've been going here for seven years now uh, it's been a blessing to me a blessing to my family like Pastor Sam said my children have been here for seven years my son was a newborn when he came here uh, he was born with heart defects. Pastor Sam and Beverly were there uh, to pray for him, to pray over him. And uh, I just appreciate everything this church does for me. Amen. I love you, Ray. Yeah. Somebody else, lift your hand. I saw some hands I back saw here. hands. Something you're thankful Somebody for. I saw scared. hands go up. I saw hands back here. Yeah. Where'd they go? Yeah. Where? Is only one person thankful? We may be here all day. Kobe. There you go. Okay. This is Kobe. I'm going to work y'all into a Thanksgiving heart here in a moment. <laughs> Um, I'm thankful for my family and, and my friends, and, um, but most importantly, above all, all that, um, I'm thankful for God and His provision and His faithfulness towards me and in giving family and giving friends to me and giving me all the provisions for life that I've ever needed. I'm Amen. Thankful. Somebody else. Amen. I saw some more hands. Everybody over here? There Laurie? you go. This is Laurie. All right, let me just say, but Lori, before you start, I'm going to need one out of this section. So who, you just get one out of this section, one out of this section, and one out of that section. So, Lori, you start, and then we're going to get somebody out of each section. I just want to say that I'm just thankful for Jesus being my Savior, climbing up on that cross for me and all of us to uh, take on all our sins so that we can be free today. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, someone from this section. Beverly, just go over there and wait till somebody stands up and says, I can do it. Amen. Uh, there you go in the back. There we go. Roberta. Right. Roberta. Amen. I'm thankful for the strength that God gives us when we're weak. Amen. He does Amen. give us strength. Bless Amen. Bless over here. Somebody's going to have to be really brave. There we go. Awesome. Amen. Hi, this is Cody. Yeah, I'm, uh, we've been coming here for about a month now, something like that. And uh, on behalf of my fiance and I, I just want to say thank you for everybody that's been so welcoming to us and making us feel like home. Um, but we're very thankful for what God has done in our life here in the last month. And uh, we hope to continue seeing y'all around. So, Amen. I love it. Amen. 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 God bless y'all. And then somebody here. All right. Here we go, Beverly. You got to feel moved. There you go. I'm going to see you, Manuel. <laughs> this is Manuel. Hey, Manuel, your friends showed up over there today. Yeah, you we, your we had a couple. Um, I'd like to thank, on behalf of my family, all of our church family. Uh, my boys are in from San Antonio, and uh, our best friends are here also. That's awesome. And to show our thanks, our family would like to cover the cost of the turkeys. Amen. Amen. We'd like to, we would like to cover the cost of the turkeys. Sure. Thanks for everybody. That's yeah. It. I missed that. I didn't he hear wants, He said his family wants to cover the cost of the turkeys. 
Well, he can do that. Well, hey, there you go. Have, y'all let them do that. Okay, they can do that. May the Lord <laughs> bless you, you for that. That's precious. Amen. Uh, and then somebody from this section. This is Deidre. And we still have this section, so Sam, you better um, be I'm just thankful that all my children are in church and um, all, everybody's healthy. And um, I'm embarrassed her, but I'm very thankful for my daughter, Julie. She has been serving the Lord since she was four years old. And she's Amen. never stopped and she's never wavered. And she is an inspiration to me every day of her life. Amen. Hallelujah. And then, Beverly, even though, Sam, you, you got to do it because your section is re- represented. This is our brother Sam. Amen. First, I want to thank God for my son Jesus that died for our sins. I thank God for my healing. I had arthritis in my legs and my hands. My brother Webb prayed for me about a year ago. I haven't had a pain since. Amen. So, thank you, Jesus. God is still healing. All we got to do is believe. Amen. And I thank God for our passion and his family. We ask the Lord to bless you all. Amen. Let's give all, hey, let's all thank the Lord. Amen. Thank you so much. And let me just say, is, is Chelsea from Red Lobster here? She, she had to take the baby back. Uh, she's back there. Let me just say, and Julie, you'll appreciate that. Did you meet Chelsea? Did you see Chelsea? We were at Red Lobster, the, the Carpenters and I, and so uh, we were talking to her and invited her to church. She said, and that, actually she recognized us, said, where do I know you from? And uh, Beverly said, well, have you ever been to Church on the Rock uh, North? And she said, I have. She said, I came when I was a, a, a youth, when Jeff and Julie were the youth pastors. And, and so... Uh, so she's back there with a baby. I, isn't that what you said? See, I, so you got to connect with Chelsea. Uh, and so she's here this morning. So when we meet, when we see Chelsea, uh, then everybody say hello. Amen. So that's kind of cool to have her back. And uh, good to have all of you here. Just turn around and tell somebody, hey, get ready. God's going to speak to your, to your heart today. <coughs> I believe that. Turn in your Bible to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And then if you want to get a head start to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, you can do that. Today I want to talk to you, just give you some thanksgiving wisdom for the family of faith. Thanksgiving wisdom for the family of faith. Uh, you know, this is the week of, of officially for Thanksgiving. And so, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. I think we all need to read it together out loud. So if we can put it up on the screen here. It says this. Oh, there's Ephesians 5, 18. Uh, that's, uh, that's not Ephesians. It, uh, that's my mistake. It should be 1 Thessalonians 5, 18. Uh, but, uh, but, but the scripture's correct. The scripture's correct. So pop that back up there. Uh, it says this. Everyone read it together. That's my typo. Where, uh, where's uh, um, uh, Re- Re- you? Yeah, see, so you didn't check me out. You're supposed to check me out. There's my typo. I've got, I've got safe. I've got safeguards that just let me down today. I'm so thankful for you today, Tiffany. I appreciate you. Amen. Uh, Hallelujah. First uh, Thessalonians 5:18, I think I think, if I'm not mistaken, says this, "In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you." Is that correct? I didn't look it up, so I'm really confused this morning. So uh, everyone say that together. In everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Now notice this, it doesn't say for everything. It says in everything. 
And this is one huge scripture to me because I think it defines who we are as God's people. That, that the nature of God within us, that regardless of what we're going through, we live a lifestyle of thanksgiving to God. In everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. See, it's the will of God for you to be thankful to God in the middle of all things. In the good times and in the bad times. We offer thanksgiving to God. And so uh, I want you to embrace that today and just say in your heart, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to embrace this new thought uh, or this revelation of, of God that says in everything, I'm just going to be thankful to God for everything or in the middle of everything and thank him that he's going to take good care of me regardless of the circumstances I'm going through. You know, uh, Jim and Trish and I and Beverly were eating lunch yesterday, as I mentioned, at Red Lobster. And most of you know Jim was diagnosed with prostate cancer last week. And, and I, you know, I, we had lunch with them. And so I was wondering, do I need to get Jim out of the ditch here, you know, and get him on track? And you know what? If I wasn't a ditch, he got me out of the ditch. Because what an attitude, what a, what, a, what a man of faith and a man of peace and a man of, of thanksgiving to God. And, and so I said, whew, I'm glad you're not in a ditch, man. Uh, so it was such an encouragement to me. Uh, and I thought, now that, that models what this verse is all about. In the middle of everything, you just keep giving thanks. And so today I want to give you some thanksgiving wisdom from the family, for the family of faith. Uh, and I'm just going to uh, uh, just give you some thoughts. And guess what? I'm going to quote George Washington a lot today. Uh, it'll be interesting. I think you'll appreciate our, our heritage as a nation through, through the proclamation of George Washington. So here we go. Thanksgiving wisdom. I want to give you number one. Thanksgiving began a long time before the pilgrims at Plymouth Rock. It began a long time before Plymouth Rock. In fact, uh, the forefathers of our faith, the Bible says of them in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 13, it says that they confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. So there were pilgrims before there were pilgrims, pilgrim. They confessed, Hebrews eleven thirteen. they confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Now, it even began before that because when God began to, to call his children and, and to minister to the, to the Jews, uh, his plan for their life, he, de he developed guidelines for them. And, and back in Leviticus chapter 22, verse 29, my first uh, place where I found the word thanksgiving to be mentioned, and he says, when you offer a... a a sacrifice of thanksgiving unto the Lord, offer it in your own free will. And so we see that God is teaching his children to be thankful in all. He said, not if you offer a, a, a sacrifice of thanksgiving, but when you offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving, uh, you do it out of your own free will. How many of you know thanksgiving ought to be born out of, out of a heart of gratitude towards God? Now, how many of you parents have had to, had to do this with your kids? You know, when, when, when grandma, grandpa, or somebody gave them something and they weren't acting very thankful, and you finally you had to say, tell Paul, Paul, thank you. And they go, thank you, Paul, Paul. <laughs> How many of you, that's what not, God, God wasn't talking about that kind of Thanksgiving, was he? He said, listen, you're supposed to be thankful and gracious. 
And when you offer a sacrifice, you do it in thanksgiving, but let it be of your own free will. Let it be something that just comes up out from inside of you. And I think God was trying to teach the children of Israel even then just to learn that, hey, this is something ought to be the nature of God within us to be a thankful people that in everything we give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning us. Now, point number two I want to give you, it is this. Thanksgiving is much more than just a holiday. Thanksgiving is much more than just a holiday. And I need my PowerPoint. Here we go. It's more than just a holiday. Now, here's where I'm going to quote uh, George Washington. Now, I just, this blessed me all over. And if I had time, I'd quote Abraham Lincoln again too. But uh, in 1789, George Washington proclaimed a day of thanksgiving to God. Now, and when, when I read this, of course, it's going to be written a lot better than I talk, uh, and maybe some words that are kind of a, a, a little maybe different than what you and I would, the way we would say it, but you're going to catch the gist of it. Uh, and what you're going to learn from the, the proclamation of the first official thanksgiving, uh, that it was much more, and it was intended to be much more than just a holiday. Here we go. George Washington, 1789 Thanksgiving Proclamation. Whereas it is the duty, now listen, all this just, it rings my bell, so listen carefully. Whereas it is the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of Almighty God, to obey His will, to be grateful for His benefits, and humbly to implore His protection and favor. And whereas both houses of Congress have, by their joint committee, requested me to, quote, recommend to the people of the United States a day of public thanksgiving and prayer to be observed by acknowledging with grateful hearts the many signal favors of Almighty God, especially by affording them an opportunity peaceably to establish a form of government for their safety and happiness. Now, therefore, I do recommend and assign Thursday, the 26th day of November, next, to be, this was by way on October 3rd, 1789, he made this proclamation. He says, now, therefore, I do recommend and assign Thursday, the tw Thursday, the 26th of November, next, to be devoted by the people of these states to the service of that great and glorious being who is the, bene I can't say this, this is one of the words I'm, benefit beneficent author, the beneficiary author of all the good that was, that is, and that will be, that we may then all unite in rendering unto him our sincere and humble thanks for his kind care and protection of the people of this country previous to their becoming a nation for the signal and manifold mercies and the favorable interpositions of his providence in the course and conclusion of the late war for the great decree of tranquility, union, and plenty which he has, which we have since enjoyed for the peace, he's just naming all the things we're to thank God for, for the peaceable and rational manner in which we have been able to establish constitutions of government for our safety and happiness and particularly the national one now lately instituted for the civil and religious liberty with which we are blessed and the means we have of acquiring and diffusing useful, not useful knowledge and in general for all the great and various favors which he has pleased to confer upon us. And then he says and also, now listen carefully, 
We may then unite, he's speaking to us as Americans, we may then unite in most humbly offering our prayers and supplications to the great Lord and ruler of nations and beseech him to pardon our national and other transgressions, to enable us all, whether in public or private stations, to perform our several and relative duties properly and punctually, to render our national government a blessing to all the people by constantly being a government of, government of wise, just, and constitutional laws, discreetly and faithfully executed and obeyed, to protect and guide all sovereign and nation, sovereigns and nations, especially such as has shown kindness to us, and to bless them with good governments, peace and concord, to promote the knowledge and practice of true religion and virtue and the increase of science among them and us, and generally to grant unto all mankind such a degree of temporal prosperity as he alone knows to be best. George Washington the first president of the United States of America. Now, I like that. Now, there was a lot there. But how many of you appreciate the roots from which we have come? Amen. And so, that's why I say Thanksgiving is much more than just a holiday. It was designated by our forefathers of the United States of America to be a time where we offer to God our thanksgiving for all the many blessings that he has has uh, bestowed upon us. And so uh, it's more than just a holiday. Tell somebody Thanksgiving's much more than just a holiday. It really is. I'll share with you more about that in a moment. But hey, the fourth thought that I, that I want to share with you, or the third thought is Thanksgiving should flow from a sincere and humble heart. Listen to what he said. I want to re-quote that for you in just a moment. He's, he said that, that, that our prayers and our thanksgiving ought to flow from a sincere... He says, unto him we give our sincere and humble thanks for his kind care and protection over the people of this country. And so we ought to be humble and sincerely thankful to God. The word sincere in the New Testament means to be without fault and without fall. Uh, and so we've got to be sincerely humble in our heart and let that thanksgiving to God flow through us and from us back to God. Uh, and so number four, and this is, uh, gosh, it should also involve a time of humble praying. In fact, Colossians chapter 4 verse 2 says this, Continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. Continue earnestly in prayer and be vigilant in it with thanksgiving. Now, when you go back to George's uh, uh, proclamation, it wasn't just a thing of thanksgiving. He called us in the third paragraph to prayer. And he called us, in fact, at the close of this prayer, uh, pardon me, at the close of this time together, we're going to stand and pray together. And we're going to ask God to forgive us because he asked us to pray as a nation that we should pray prayers of repentance to God. How many of you know we need to be repenting? of the sins, not only of our life, but the sins of our nation. And, and George Washington on that first Thanksgiving 
called the nation to pray. He said, and also that we may then unite in most humbly offering our prayers and supplications to the great Lord and ruler of nations and beseech him to pardon our natural and other transgressions, our national, our national and other transgressions. So we should pray prayers of repentance. And number two, we should pray prayers for the nations. He goes on to say, we should pray for our nation and pray for all the other nations. And ask God to have mercy on the nations of the world. And then, number three, he taught us to pray for the prosperity and blessing over not only our families, but he says this, grant unto all mankind such a degree of temporal prosperity as he alone knows to be best. How many of you would like God to bless you as he alone knows to be best? I love that. I believe George Washington had an insight about how you touch the heart of God. And so Thanksgiving is much more than just a holiday. It should involve a time of humble praying, prayers of repentance, prayers that God would bless America and God would bless the nations of the world and prayers that God would prosper us as he knows best to accomplish. And so today at the close of this service, we're not only going to offer thanksgiving to God. And in fact, let me just say, say this. I mentioned it earlier. The Old Testament word for thanksgiving uh, re- re- involves raising up our hands in worship to God. And at the close of this service, whether you feel good about it or not, I'm going to lead you in a time when we lift our hands and just offer our humble thanks to God for all his many blessings in our life. And we're also going to pray and we're going to ask God. We're going to humble ourselves and ask God to help us and guide us and to, and to bless us and to bless our, our nation. In fact, remember what Second Chronicles seven fourteen says. Uh, it says this, if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. <coughs> How many of you think God wants to accomplish that in the, in the here and the now, amen? And so, Thanksgiving wisdom. Thanksgiving began a long time before Plymouth Rock, right? Number two, Thanksgiving is much more than a holiday. Number three, Thanksgiving uh, should flow from a sincere and a humble heart. And then number four, Thanksgiving should also involve a time of humble praying to God where we pray for repentance and for the nations of the world and pray for prosperity to come upon us. And then number five, and this is where I want to camp out a while. Thanksgiving is the language of a grateful life. Say that with me. Thanksgiving is the language of a grateful life. When you look into the New Testament and you study the word thanksgiving, now there's different words being thankful and to thank, but when you look up the word thanksgiving, the the base meaning of it is this, grateful language. Everyone say grateful language. Thanksgiving is a lifestyle of grateful language. It's not just a holiday. In fact, it's a lifestyle of being grateful, not in our heart, but how many of you know whatever's in our heart ought to come out of our mouth and from the words of our life? Our words must always be seasoned with the grateful language. Now, let me just show you this illustration, and there's a lot of verses that we could go to, but go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 13. 
uh, and the context uh, is pretty expansive about being able to stand strong in the face of adversity uh, because uh, right above where I'm about to read, Paul's talking about being persecuted but not destroyed, struck down but not destroyed, hard-pressed on every side but yet not crushed. And then verse 13, and he says this, he says, Since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke, we also believe and therefore speak. Now stop and look up at me. How many of you know what you believe determines the way you act and how you act and how you speak? Now think, keep that in your mind, okay, because he says we believe and therefore we speak. Our faith level, whatever we believe in, determines how we talk. And he says, knowing that, and this is, he's telling what we know and what we believe, knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise us up with Jesus and will present us with you. Now look in verse 15, for all things are for your sakes that grace, now here we go, grace, God's unmerited favor, having spread through the many, may cause thanksgiving, grateful language to abound to the glory of God. Now let me just kind of expound on that for a moment. How many of you know, for by grace, through faith, we're born again? Ephesians says, for by grace you've been saved through faith, and that is not of yourselves, it's a gift of God. So we're born again by faith. And Paul's talking about this faith, and he says, we believe, therefore we speak. And he says that this grace is spreading. The grace of God, the unmerited favor of God, verse 15, it's spreading to the many. And what's happening? This grace is causing people to have faith. And they're realizing, oh, God loves me, and he died for me, and I, I, I know he paid for my sins, as some have testified here this morning. And it's spreading, and what's happening? Happening when, when people are born again, it's causing a, 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 an abounding of grateful language to the glory of God. Now, catch this with me. Because of his grace, his unmerited favor that leads us to salvation, grateful language should be always abounding through our life. And you can go back to 1 Thessalonians 5.18 and that's what I think Paul's hitting on. In everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Because if you're born again, it ought to change the way you act. And it'll change the way you act, it'll change the way you think. The faith you have in Christ, your belief system will change the way you think, the way you act, and the way, and the way you live. And it'll change the way you talk. And I believe one of the biggest characteristics of a born-again kingdom kid who is trusted in God with all his heart, soul, mind, and strength is they have a new language. It's the grateful language of thanksgiving. And I think we've lost the language because we've lost contact with the one in many ways who has really uh, saved us and helped us and we need to return today to the roots of who we are as children of God and the reality of what God has done for us and that's what Paul is saying this thing hey by fa hey we believed and therefore we speak my faith changes the way i talk 
And if your faith hasn't changed the way you talk, you, you and I might need to revisit our faith. Amen. I have a problem with people who call themselves Christians and all they do is talk bad and, and, and worry and fear and fret and out of their mouth comes doubt and, and, and insecurities. And I'm thinking, well, where's your faith? Come out, come out wherever you are. Amen. And if I were a lost person listening to some people the way they talk, I'd go, if that's the way Christians talk and that's the way Christians act and that's the way Christians believe, then I don't want to be one. But Paul says, guess what's happening? This grace that has led people to repentance by, and, and, and through faith in his name is spreading and it's causing a grateful language to abound to the glory of God. Amen? Amen. How many of you think some of us need to learn the language? I want to give you three simple thoughts to learn the language. And we not only need to learn, learn these ourselves, we need to teach them to our children. How many of you know the children of today need to learn the grateful language? Amen. And here we go. Three simple words. Learning to speak the language. Number one, you've got to believe. That's what 2 Corinthians 4 is all about that we read. You've got to put your faith in him. You've got to trust him. And when you begin to trust him, that faith will move you. It'll begin to, to, to release you and free you to begin to speak the language of thanksgiving, that grateful language. Our faith in Christ should change the way we think, the way we act, and the way we talk. If we say we're Christians, we ought to speak the language. In fact, did you know people can determine where you're from many times by how you talk. In fact, I was in, we were coming back or either going to, a, to Africa, to ke, 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 where we go, Kenya. Pardon me. I'm excited about Turkey. Amen. Trying to hurry up here. And I was talking to a lady from England. She was, we were there and she was leaving and on the plane and we're talking and she talked in this beautiful you know, British accent, and I'm trying to cover up my Texas accent. And, uh, and uh, we're talking, and I said, can you tell where I'm from? And I can't speak British, but uh, she said, you must be from Texas. <laughs> I said, well, how could you tell? <laughs> By the way we talk, people know where we're from. And that ought to be the way it is with our citizenship in heaven. We say we're Christians. It ought to be evident in the way we talk. Somebody say a bigger amen. And our faith ought to reflect that. We, if we believe, we ought to speak the language. I'm not talking about Christianese. Or Charismaniaese. A lot of people scare lost people with the way they talk. They talk so high-minded and spiritual. Lost people are going, <laughs> but I'm telling you, a grateful, the grateful language is like a magnet to people. Amen. We got to speak the language. We got to believe. In fact, uh, 
this thought, Paul the Apostle said this in Ephesians chapter, uh, let me show it to you. Ephesians chapter five, verse four. It says this about the way we talk. He said, hey, if you've been born again, if you've had, had the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, he says this, uh, oh, in verse three and four of chapter five, he said, but fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not even be named among you as is fitting for saints. Neither filthiness nor, catch this, foolish talking, nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather, now here's the option, here's what should take the place of coarse jesting uh, uh, and foolish talking, which are not fitting. He said, here's where it ought to land, but rather the grateful language. When you become born again, hey, there ought to be a new way of talking. And it's the grateful language, not filthiness nor foolish talking, nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. Somebody say amen. So learning the language, you've got to believe. If you want to have a grateful heart, you've got to experience the rebirth of your heart. And you've got to allow Christ to come into your heart and breathe within to you the breath of life. How do you do that? You choose to trust him and believe that he paid a great price for you on Calvary's cross. And you trust him and give him your life and let him be the Lord and the leader of your life. You confess him as the Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You'll be born again. Amen. Hallelujah. How many of you know we're all natural born sinners? And natural born sinners are not born with a grateful language. They're born with what I call a potty mouth. Because garbage in, garbage out. But when you're born again, you get a new way of living. You get a new way, you get a new heart. You get a new life. You get a new way of thinking, a new way of walking, a new way of talking. And you can begin to develop. And, and once you say, I believe, therefore I'm going to speak. You see, if you say you're a Christian, we got to start talking like one. Amen. And number two, you got to not only believe, but number two, you got to belong. And Ephesians chapter 2 and Ephesians chapter 5 reveal that. Ephesians 2 basically says this, that uh, we're members of the household of God. In fact, the Living Bible, I think, says uh, you're members of the, uh, of the household of God and you belong in God's house with every other Christian. There's a place where we belong. And then chapter 5 of Ephesians says, because you belong, verse 19 says, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your hearts to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God, uh, the Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. No, So in other words, when you believe, listen, it'll move you to the place of belonging. Now let me just say, and that is being involved in a local church. I also doubt the faith of some who say, they believe in Christ but they refuse to belong because when you're born again you're born again not only uh, for heaven's sake but the Bible says you're baptized into the body of Christ you become a part of the family and if you don't want to show up for weekly family reunion you're a rebel at heart see I'm getting too old and cranky to care I just tell it how it is sometimes but listen, when we belong, it says we get together, we speak to one another in psalms and hymns, spiritual songs, singing, making melody in our hearts to the Lord, giving thanks. It's the place of the grateful language. I've been in some churches, I listen to the language, I'm going, ooh, is anybody born again in this house? 
It's not the language of the believer. It's the language of pride and arrogance or some other language. And listen carefully. We've got to find the place where we believe and then where we belong. And once we're born again, the Bible says we're, we're to be water baptized, but we're baptized into the body of Christ. We've got to find that place and plug in and begin to belong. Amen. And then number three, you just begin. Just start speaking the language. Look in Colossians chapter 2, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Let me show you this. We're about done. I'll get done early for Turkey. Colossians 2. Look at what he says. He says in verse 6, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. Now, uh, gosh, I better read verse 5 because that really brings about the faith issue. For though I'm absent in the flesh, yet I'm with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good order and what? The steadfastness of your faith in Christ. Then he says, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. How do we receive Christ? By faith. His, his grace led us to the place of faith. For by grace you're saved through faith. And so as you receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding in it with grateful language. So we've got to believe. We've got to belong to the family of faith where we speak the right language and we've got to begin he said just start walking in it and so today I came to tell you just start walking in it the grateful language because listen as George Washington said we all have something to be thankful for listen I said we all have something to be thankful for man do, do I need to enumerate whoo Let me just say, I'm thankful I'm not going to hell. I'm not going to hell. When I die, should Jesus tarry, I'm going straight to heaven. To my final reward. Amen. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. I'm a pilgrim. And pilgrims are supposed to be what? Thankful. (laughs) Amen. One more thought and we're going to pray about this thanksgiving wisdom. And it is this, number six, speaking the language of a grateful life will guard you through the 9-11s of life. Philippians 4, 7 and 8 says this. He says, be anxious, it's six and seven, be anxious for nothing. Don't worry about anything, the Living Bible says. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with what? Somebody say grateful language. Let your requests be made known to God. And then he goes on to say, what happens? And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. In other words, if you speak the grateful language, 
regardless of the circumstances of your life. You see, when I met with Jim and Trish, we had lunch together. All I could hear was the grateful language. And all I could see was the peace of God that passed all understanding. Speaking the grateful language of a grateful life will guard you and keep you through the 9-11s of life. Let's stand together today. Thanksgiving is so much more than just a holiday. Thanksgiving should flow from a sincere and a humble heart. Thanksgiving should involve humble praying. Thanksgiving is speaking the grateful language of a born-again believer. I want us now to follow through with what the Old Testament says Thanksgiving is. It's a lifting of the hands in worship. I want to invite everyone here to lift your hands to God. Close your eyes and open your heart and begin to offer to Him the grateful language for all He's done for you. You can do it out loud. It's okay. God hears us all at the same time. Father, we thank You today for all You've done for us. We lift our hands and surrender to You. We lift our hands in worship to You. We lift our hands in honor of You, Lord, and we worship You. And we thank You And as George Washington led us, Lord, we thank you for all your benefits, for all the good that was and that is and that will be. We offer to you our sincere and humble thanks for your kind care and protection of us. For the many blessings you've given us, Lord. For our families, for our futures, for our hopes and our dreams the vision of God and the purpose of God burning in our hearts. For for salvation, we offer you thanks. And we lift up holy hands without wrath and doubting. And we say, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, we say, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses. So we forgive those who trespass against us. And Lord, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. We offer thanksgiving to you. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to ask Ryan and Jim and Kobe to come. Kobe, come on up. I'm going to ask you guys to lead us in prayer. Find that microphone. Ryan, I want you to lead us in a prayer of repentance over our nation. Kobe, I want you to lead us in a prayer of financial blessing over our families. And Jim, I'm going to ask you to pray and bless the nations of the world just as George Washington called us to do many, many years ago. Let's agree together in prayer. Amen.
Father, we just pray right now, Lord, for Lord, for the a time of repentance for our nation, Lord, yes, for Lord, Lord our our people, Lord. Yes, we Lord. repent right now, Lord. Yes, Lord Jesus. Father, we're so sorry for where we missed the mark. Oh God. We're so sorry for being a, forgive us, a selfish, ungrateful nation, oh, Lord, God, for putting us. ourselves first before we put others first, Lord. Us, Lord. Lord, forgive us for not esteeming others and other nations, Lord, and other people, Lord, better than ourselves, God. Lord, we pray right now, Lord, just a heavy repentance settling, Lord, on our lives right now, on our hearts. And, Lord, that it would not be words that we speak out of our mouths, yes, but it would be Jesus. actions that we take, yes, Lord. Jesus. That, Lord, that we would do a 180 turn from where we're at as a nation right now, Lord. Yes, and that Lord. we would, Lord, we would begin to honor you with everything that we do, Lord. That we would begin to honor you, Lord, with our lives, with our finances, God, with our hearts. Lord, with the choices that we make, Lord, with our standards, with our morals, God. Lord, we repent for, Lord, lowering our yes, standards Lord. from what our God. forefathers said before us, God. Lord, forgive yes, us of, Lord. of degrading, Lord, the yes, standards Lord. that the righteous men before us said that, that we have removed oh, God, the ancient us, boundary stone that Proverbs talks about, Lord, that we have shifted that boundary stone. And we pray, Lord, that you, Lord, for great repentance to settle on our nation, Lord, to settle on our yes, churches Lord. and our ministries, God, where yes, we have Lord. missed this mark greatly, God. And, Lord, we know and we believe that you can still use us in a great way, God, that you still love us and you still care for us, God. And, Lord, as long as we repent, Lord, that you will heal, you will hear us, God, and you will heal our land, Lord. So, Father, right now we just pray we humble ourselves right now as a nation, Lord. We humble ourselves as a body. We yes. humble ourselves as a church yes, Lord. and ask you to hear us, Lord, and, yes, and say Lord. that we repent of our sin. We repent of our selfishness yes, and our, of our ungratefulness and having a divided heart oh, of God. one foot in the world and one foot serving you, God. Lord, hear us now, Father. Yes, Lord, Lord, we put you first, Lord. We pray for healing in our nation, Lord. Healing in our churches, Lord. Healing in our families, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. The Bible also, pardon me, George Washington also uh, called us to pray for the nations of the world. So let's do that today. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we're so appreciative on this day of thanksgiving. Yes, Lord. Lord, and, and we want to be thankful as, a, as an individual, as families, as a group, as a nation. Yes, Lord. Lord, and, and we need to, to open our hearts and our, our minds, oh God. Lord, and I, I'm just standing here thinking about the continents of the world. Oh God. Lord, the Asia, the Bless European the continent, North and South America, Antarctica, and, and, and the, 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 the poles and, and, and Australia, and all these oh, people God. that are involved in all of these continents, oh, and all the nations that are in these oh, continents. And we know this one thing, that every single person, in every single nation, in every single continent, yes, needs you as a yes, personal Lord. Savior. And we know and understand, O oh God, yes, that it's because of your mercy and yes, your love, O oh God, that we can all stand today and says we are grateful people. That we stand with grateful hearts and grateful yes, minds. Lord. And Father, we lift these people up. Yes, we lift Lord. these nations up. We just declare in the name of Jesus yes, that as Lord. you bless these nations, O oh God, yes, that Lord. we'll all become closer. Yes, that we all can see the brotherhood, yes, Lord. Lord, that we have with each other yes, in you, O oh God. 
As long as we, we stand in, in opposition to each other, that means we stand in opposition to you as well. Yes. Because, Lord, we are all brothers. Oh, God, we just yes. thank you so much, Lord, for these different nations. And we ask your blessing upon them today. Lord, and all the people yes, that, that may be scattered around the world, that they don't get called up in these continental uh, uh, sections and areas, Lord. The people on the islands, oh, God. Lord, we just ask right now yes, in the name Lord. of Jesus that you yes. bless all yes. peoples on this earth. Yes, Lord. Lord Jesus. And we give you thanks for it yes, in Jesus' Lord. name. Your blessings. Finally, George Washington led us and called us to pray that God would grant to all mankind such a degree of temporal prosperity as he alone knows to be best. As Kobe prays for us today, I want you to just trust God over your finances today. And let's agree together for the blessings of God to come upon us for His glory and honor. Amen. Father, we just come to you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, yes, Lord God. Jesus. And we thank you for who you are, O oh Lord yes, God. Because in your very nature, is in your very character, you are a giver, O oh God. You're a giver of life. You're a giver of good things. Yes, You're Lord. a giver of all the provisions and all the needs of this life, Lord God, in these temporal times. And not only in temporal times, Father God, but our eternal needs are met in your Son, Jesus, Lord God. For your name is Jehovah Jireh. is the very part of your nature and your character, Lord God, to be a provider, Lord God. We thank you for who you are, Lord God, over our lives, O Lord. For no good thing is withheld for those who love you, O Lord God, and those who serve you, Lord God. So we just come before you this morning, Father God, we just thank you for you, for your provisions. Thank you for your for your you provided for your children, Lord God. Thank you for every area of our, of our lives, Lord God. Yes, Where there is need, you meet them, Lord God. For you, you are the God who meets the needs of your people, Father God. And we are grateful, Lord God. And Lord, in our gratitude for who you are, Lord God, and in our gratitude for everything that you are and all that you've given, Lord God, let us return our gratitude, Lord God, with our lives, Father, yes, with our time, with our language with our finances and our resources, Lord God. Yes, May they be returned to you, Lord yes, God, Jesus. to expand your kingdom for yes, your kingdom Lord. purposes, oh God. Thank you, Jesus. You are a provider, Father God, and we thank you. You provide for all of our needs. We thank you, Father God, for this. Yes, In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Let's give the Lord a glory, a great big God bless you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, guys. Amen. Everybody say the Lord is good. Now, I want to bless one more thing. I want to bless our food today. And I'm going to ask you to do this. Number one, I'm going to ask everybody to stay. If you just absolutely can't, my heart will be broken, but I would love it if you would stay. Uh, there's plenty of food. Uh, the, is that what they call that thing, the horn of plenty? Is that what it's called? The, the, the horn is plenteous. There's food for all, and we want you to be partakers of, of the blessings of God. And So uh, it'll be a great time now. We're going to bless the food. And you're going to go straight through there. It's a two-sided line. In fact, it, it, my goal as a pastor before Jesus comes again is to never have a one-sided feeding line ever again. Uh, and so it's a two-sided line. It'll go quickly. Uh, and uh, there's numbers of tables and so plenty of room. And here's what I want you to do. When you're, when you're feasting, I want you to talk around the table and share with one another other things that you're thankful for. Okay, let's, let's begin speaking the grateful language. Amen. Uh, and just let that abound today. Uh, in fact, I believe you can be an ambassador of the grateful language 
this whole week with family and friends and just began to speak the grateful language of those who've been born again. Amen. So let's bless our food. And as, as Jeremy, you may not have heard, our, uh, we don't need to take up our offering because someone has, has desired to pay for our turkeys. So all that's taken care of. So let's bless our food today. Father, we thank you for the abundance of blessing. Uh, uh, the, this food that has been provided by by so many different people, Lord, we bless it today. And Lord, you said nothing is uh, is off limits today because it's received with thanksgiving. So we bless the sugary things, Lord, and we bless the fatty things, Lord. And Lord, may our lives be blessed, Lord, in abundance, Lord, today as we fellowship together. And everybody said. Amen. Now, I just had to say, I saw this from afar, and I'm going to have to buy me a case of these. It's sugary Sam sweet potatoes. Uh, And so, amen, I'm excited. God bless you. You're dismissed. Enjoy your time together. Amen.